0: Good evening, welcome to Left, Right and Centre. I'm Vishnu Shom on the programme tonight. At his annual press conference, the army chief makes it clear there is a Pakistan hand to the uptick in terrorism in Rajori. He also makes it clear that the conduct of army jawans must always remain professional and that there are no two ways about the important remarks um, after the civilian fatalities, after the recent encounter in Rajori, The army chief is absolutely clear the army must remain professional. He said that. We'll also look at the Defence Minister's remarks about China, which he made in London. Mr. Rajnath Singh said that there is a greater understanding now in China that India is no longer weak and we've become a powerful nation. At a time when China continues its territorial aggression across the Himalayas, is India standing up to China after the setback of 2020 or is this essentially rhetoric?
1: In the hinterland, uh, the last year or 2023 did witness overall drop in violence levels. However, the area of Rajori Punj did witness increased in terrorist activities. The proxy-tunzims operating in this area, however, continue to get support from the cross. And I would also say that the support infrastructure for the terrorists Continues uh, to exist there, but the overall rise in tourism figures and development in that area indicates of a positive change, and hence our effort has been to operate alongside other security forces, other other agencies in that area to make sure that the situation is normal stable for these activities to continue
0: all right so what was is the significance of the remarks made by the army chief not just in terms of the rajori area but also about the role of pakistan and indeed uh, how did he refer to the situation after this encounter when civilians were picked up in fact he spoke out completely against uh, any sort of egregious means of of hurting civilians. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. I'm joined by General Atta Hasnain, General Satish Dua and Brahmat Chelani. Thank you all very much for being with us. Uh, General Hasnain, let me come to you first. You know, for a period of time, let's say over the last one year, there was a hope against hope that, you know, this battle against terrorism was genuinely seeing a decline. Statistically, it was. Uh, and then we've seen this entire situation with Rajouri. Then there was a sense that perhaps these are local elements. But what the army chief says today is that, no, in fact, these are Pakistan sponsored, you know, terrorist te- uh, tanzims. So that Pakistan hand is well and truly alive. It's, it's not it's not gone away by any means.
2: There's no doubt about it Vishnu. Uh, I think uh, I have never alluded ever in my analyses that Pakistan was not a part of this, that this whole thing was not being sponsored. In fact uh, progressively I did mention, it last, right through the whole of last year, that uh, the manner in which these incidents were panning out appeared to show as if not only was there a Pakistani hand there, sponsorship, but even a Pakistani presence. In fact, I went to the extent of alluding that there could also be an a, a, a element of the SSG there with the leadership. And this, this has got uh, uh, antecedents of it going back to 1999. I have proof of that, I was there myself, I know it It happened in Handwara and areas like Lolab, etc. So when Pakistan saw that uh, everything for it was on, on, on the downward spiral as far as Kashmir was concerned, they found an area where they thought easier infiltration, better terrain, a good forested cover, some kind of a outreach to the people, a little bit of support from the local population. This is what they found as to be the ideal area to do it. And we found that overall the army's focus remained on Kashmir, but unfortunately below it, somewhere, these kind of activities continued in the Georgian church. Sure. Now everything has come back. Everyone is looking at it with focus. There's a lot of redeployment, new technologies, etc. which have been brought there, and I'm sure things are looking up, hopefully.
0: General Dua, is it uh, your sense as well that, uh, that these may have been Pakistani regulars at some level uh, who have actually infiltrated into, into Rajouri? given what we've seen? The brutality of the operations, the ability to conduct ambushes repeatedly over a period of time, taking advantage of terrain, etc., etc. Do you believe that this is Pakistan Army regular?
3: Well, um, this possibility cannot be ruled out. Whether or not it is uh, actually regulars here, will time will tell. We will have some proofs uh, surely shortly. But I wish to add on to a larger point. Pakistan is so emboldened. We, I will try and not repeat what General Asnar has said, rightly so. Uh, as things are hotting up in Kashmir for, for the terrorists, uh, they are moving towards Kir Punjal. We see on the Kokarna side and now Kunsh Pakistan is emboldened by the fact that international mechanisms have failed, as the two conflicts have shown recently. It is uh, getting closer to China, and uh, let's also not forget that uh, while there was peace and quiet in Punjab comparatively, the sleeper cells have not yet gone away. There are sleeper cells that Pakistan is rejuvenating and trying to activate this area of Pir Panjali. If you remember. Uh, nearly 15-20 years ago, there there used to be uh, huge operations, operations Surkhinash, etc. In these mountains, have uh, hosted uh, terrorists by thousands in those days. So uh, uh, there is certainly an involvement of Pakistan Army elements. How 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 actively they are involving themselves, like General Snan said. Leadership is certainly being provided, direction is being provided apart from moral support and, and ammunition, etc. But uh, it cannot be ruled out that their regulars may be involved uh, as it is they're carrying out uh, bad actions on the LOC.
0: Yeah, border action, team actions. Uh, Brahmachalani, the, the larger picture for Pakistan, they are you know, in a financial mess right now. Uh, all sorts of problems, the problems within the Pakistani army itself. Uh, They have their own terrorist issues to deal with, and yet they keep this alive. So that's not going away, is it?
4: No, Vishnu. Pakistan has long weaponized terrorism, but is now seeking to normalize terrorism. It's in a mess, not just economically, but politically. Its future direction is looking increasingly uncertain. And yet, the state nexus with terrorism persists, they're continuing to test India's security preparedness. Where they find an opening, they use that as a staging ground for terrorist activities. For example, when they found that the Kashmir Valley was no longer congenial to promoting terrorism, they found an opening in Poonch Rajori. So they will look for an opening wherever they can. But the fact is that Pakistan is increasingly defensive, it's at a crossroads, it is sinking deeper into economic and political chaos and its future is looking quite bleak at the moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, General Hastane, you know, the army chief identified, you know, I noted down about nine points that he said in, in uh, dealing with the security, uh, the situation in Rajori because the question that he's been asked many times and what we've discussed on this program is, you know, are the number of losses that we are suffering disproportionate over there? So he says, number one, human intelligence and intelligence has to be improved. The outreach to the local population, he said, there is no way that we can stop being a professional army. We cannot have repeats of the incident that we saw where people were picked up and allegedly killed. Technical intelligence has to be enhanced. Um, Deployment has to be enhanced. This is significant because there were some reports that soldiers deployed over there had perhaps been moved to the China frontier. Um, Specific units need to be or have been reoriented. A better synergy with the police uh, and lessons from tactical encounters, the use of technology. Would you like to reflect on some of these points? Do you believe that, you know, this is what the army needs to do to, to fix Rajodi?
2: Uh, Vishnu, all of them uh, obviously come from the experience of the army chief. And I fully endorse uh, every word that he has spoken. Uh, out of these in priority, I would definitely lay down the aspect of intelligence to a great extent, technicalization, integration with human intelligence this is something which the world over we are seeing the problems in, in Israel, Hamas, front etc. This you can this we cannot go away from here. The second thing which we need to uh, re- remember very importantly is the outreach to the population there. These have been traditional friends. These are Gujar's, Bakarwal's, this is the area of Pahadi, some Pahadi's here. This is a community which has traditionally not been anti-Indian. And therefore we need to make sure that we don't take them for granted. We we must realize that there will be an outreach from Pakistan also, that social media today, there are ways of doing this. There will be attempts to try and radicalize them. All of those things will be happening under the radar. And we therefore need to take that. This is a thing in which the Indian Army is very good, very strong and it must recognize that. The next other part of which I would talk about is SOPs and tech, at the tactical level some improvements at the tactical level. We don't have to go anywhere. Go back to the 90s. Go back to the early part of the millennium. We have a huge amount of experience which must not be forgotten. We have got a wonderful thing called the Center for Army lessons Learned at Shimla in the Army Training Command. It must be activated. All we need is to bring back all the knowledge we have got. We cannot hope to succeed if we think that we have to keep reinventing the wheel each time. We just need to go back and have a look at what was done earlier and I'm sure things can all come back to being positive once again.
0: General Dua, you know, the army chief also spoke about how the army has adopted the village where these three men had been picked up from, uh, men who were put into custody and uh, allegedly killed. And There's an investigation inquiry. A lot of that is taking place now. Uh, you know, General Hasnain, re- referring to intelligence and human intelligence, it goes hand in hand with ensuring that the local population is on your side. Lots of mistakes have clearly been made in the recent past in this area. What does the army need to do to build back that trust within the Gujar community in Rajouri? I think, first and the foremost, is an
3: outreach, an extensive outreach to the local populace. Army has zero tolerance for human rights violations and it must uh, prove, it, prove that credibly. Uh, not only um, uh, outreach physically, but we also have to understand that there is a war going on in infospace, information warfare. And we must also control, not, I mean, uh, I beg your pardon. We must also make credible narrative, uh, in, in that field as well. Because outreach is physical and as well as today, the social media is a very powerful tool, which we also must use. And, uh, the Pahari Gujjar communities, uh, are actually, uh, pro-establishment, pro-army and we would would stand, uh, it would be in our interest to make good inroads with them and I am very sure with the kind of steps that the army chief has announced, not that they were not there, uh, not being done earlier, but we have to now take care of, uh, and the inquiries have been ordered, so we have to take care of this incident and make sure that we build back stronger bonds with these communities so that the sleeper cells are not able to
0: operate. Brahmachari, a final uh, word to you. You know, the army chief, not just in the context of Rajouri, but also, uh, you know, uh, in a broader sense, spoke about how the army is uh, learning the lessons of what's happened in Ukraine, what we're seeing now in West Asia, the adoption of electronic warfare systems, drones, anti-drones, the fact systems, the fact that these are already deployed on the ground, the fact that they, there is a, a lot of analysis which has gone into which units would actually be equipped with this, He's made 2024 the year of technology absorption. uh, And he's spoken about how disruptive technologies have transformed warfare. It's already been transformed. It's not transforming. It has already been transformed. Do you believe that this indicates, um, you know, flexibility on the ground without which, you know, we'd be in real trouble against both China and Pakistan?
4: Well, that's correct. But if you look at the India-China context, for example, India's military and political strategies don't seem to be in sync. While the Indian force deployments along the LSE signify a robust military response to the Chinese encroachments in Ladakh, India has shied away from imposing any economic or diplomatic costs on China. On the contrary, China has been allowed to continue to boost its trade surplus with India year after year, with the result that its bilateral trade surplus now exceeds India's combined defense budget, space budget, and missile development budget. The including PLA forces remain well dug in, with Beijing in no no mood to roll back its encroachments. In other words, China is having its cake and eating it too. So, and in fact, this has undermined India's negotiating leverage, with the result that the talks to end the military standoff have remained deadlocked for long. So what the army chief is saying is correct. But at the larger level, the military and political strategies have to be in sync. And, and that also applies in the context of Pakistan. We need to coordinate different aspects of strategy so that sustained pressure can be built on the adversary.
0: All right. Gentlemen, I'd like to thank you all very much uh, for joining us and you know, sharing your views on, on Rajori and a lot of the other issues that Dr. Chalani also spoke about.